Hey girl, welcome to the What A Mouthful podcast. I'm your host, Dee. I'm a qualified nutritionist, personal trainer, mindset speaker, and my favorite of all, I'm a mum. Living your best life doesn't have to be a grind, and I'm going to show you how to achieve a healthy mind and body. And if this episode speaks to you, give a sister a five-star review. Welcome back, everyone, to What a Mouthful. I'm Dee, your host, and I'm here today with Tracy and Joe. These dynamic women are mums on a mission. They are best known in Australia as the additive-free lifestyle educators. So they've got Instagram, blogs, they create recipes, they have courses, they've got their own podcast, the Additive Free Lifestyle Podcast, and they're mums with huge ambitions to really help families navigate the world of food. Now, as a nutritionist, I think it's really interesting that I deal with food and whole food, but then there's this whole other area of food or what's in food that a lot of people as the average consumer honestly have no idea about. Joe has a very cool story. Oh, cool. You know, I'm sure it was really, really, you know, a struggle at the time. I say cool because it's really interesting and an interesting journey. You had your daughter, Eva, who was kind of a, you know, a tricky child. And I've listened to your story on your podcast and you share, you know, that, those really hard times where you started to make this connection and you explain about this one specific night that you went to, um, you know, a specific event uh, and that's where you first learnt about preservatives uh, and additives. Would you like to take it away, Joe, and just share that triggering moment for you, that moment that was that turning point that really turned your life upside down in a positive way yeah well thank you appreciate it um Tracy will close down our emails okay so it uh yeah it all started 2013 I had a newborn baby at the time and yeah a little girl she was about three years old and she had a lot of behavioral issues and I it, it I feel like that kind of puts it all into a nutshell but she was super hyperactive, um, you know, concentration levels were pretty non-existent and just even like simple things of reading her a book at night was a nightmare. Mm. Why, you know, she'd try to sort of like grab the pages and rip the pages and just not want to sit on your knee and just that concentration level was just really non-existent. Uh, she was biting a lot. There was just nothing we could get her there was nothing we could do to stop her from biting um she was quite aggressive and just displayed now i'm i've got um diploma in early years education i worked in kindergarten at the time and so and i had done family daycare for a long time i spent a lot of time in early years education so i basically just took my own advice as to what i would give other parents and that was to have her assess for adhd and so i had her booked in to get her assessed for adhd and it was a big, long wait list, as there is. Uh, it's even worse now than what it was back when, you know, we made the appointment. And she was always, always sick as well. We were in and out of the emergency department with her asthma, one asthma attack. We were actually in hospital for three days. Oh, um, she had her tonsils removed. She was only 20 months old and yep. she had her tonsils removed because she was just constantly on tonsillitis, uh, with tonsillitis, mm-hmm. constantly on antibiotics, yep. ear infections. She had pneumonia one year. Like it was just relentless mm-hmm. and it was, it was very not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not um, like I described it before. I wasn't, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> I, know where you, I know where you're coming from because it is a cool story now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then one night, Tracy had just bought a Thermomix, actually, and I lived in Queensland. She lived in Tasmania, and she, I was like, as if a machine could be worth two grand. Like, there's no way. And I got invited along to this Thermomix demo. Uh, our brother actually babysit Eva because I knew I couldn't take her because she just would have run a menace. And, yeah, the little baby and I, off we went. And it was the Thermomix consultant that actually said, I don't really like to give additive 102 to my children because it can be linked to behavioural issues. Mm. Now, I was the mum that sat there. I looked like death. I hadn't slept for, you know, <laughs> eight weeks because I had a newborn baby. Um, 
and her name's Lisa. We're good friends now. You know, we're friends now. And she's um, said to me numerous times, she said, out of everyone at that class, I thought you were the one that was listening the least. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept looking at you thinking, this lady is so bored. But she changed my life just by that one little sentence. Uh, I went home that night and I Googled Additive 102. And yeah, I was pretty horrified with what I was reading. I was like, whoa, okay, this is, so additive 102 is the color yellow. It's called tartrazine as well. And everything that was like the side effect was our daughter, restlessness, behavioral issues, hyperactivity, ADHD-like symptoms, asthmatic, should avoid it. Um, she didn't have skin irritations, but that is another side effect because, you know, it can affect heart health and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just was pretty blown away. And, and then I just kept searching and searching and I just thought, what the heck, I'm just going to remove all of this from our diet mm. and see what happens. Yep. And I didn't even think we ate a bad diet. I just lived to the standard kind of diet of meat and veg and, Yes, I bought packets from the supermarket, but, you know, they were treats. And But then I think treats are different to what I used to think treats are. And I don't know, I just packed a lunchbox and ate toast and just, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because there's this difference between what we think is healthy and then once we actually dig a little bit deeper – we realize, oh, wow, what we think on a surface level is healthy is completely not what it is at all. And it's fantastic for people if they're just starting out to make better choices and to use the sources, to use the, you know, little like extras that you were using back then um, because it's better than a fully processed diet. So there's, there's always that transition period. We're not saying it's bad. We're not saying it's wrong, but it is when it affects you and it affects your children, especially, and you have the opportunity to try something natural, to try something different. Why wouldn't you? And, and I think it's also really important because to somebody who this is like the very first time they've even probably ever heard the word additive or preservatives. I know like, you know, we, we're all, um, this is the lifestyle we live now because we've seen the effects and we've seen people heal and change their whole life by, by, you know, removing additives from specifically their food. And we'll talk about other things as well um, very shortly. But for those who really are like, what are these people talking about? Additives, (laughs) Additives are basically just extra chemicals that are added to the food that we eat. So we think we're eating a food, but actually we're getting a food plus a bonus that we didn't know we're also eating, and that is largely the additives. And so additives can add color, they can add texture, they can preserve a food and give it a longer shelf life. So there are different additives, uh, and they all sort of, yeah, the additive is kind of the bigger umbrella, and then there are different kinds of additives. And so you've got artificial colors, artificial flavors, natural colors, natural flavors, preservatives, thickeners, stabilizers. Is there anything I've missed? No, I'm all Yeah, but you're exactly spot on. Yep. And so I think as a, as a consumer, because I know there is like so much to unpack in this episode, I just wanted to go like, let's, let's give them the goods. Um, because people will go, okay, well, if I'm walking around the supermarket and there's this big, you know, mystery around what I should actually be eating and what I think is healthy, that might be a little bit overwhelming for people. So let's really break it down because I know you guys are experts on this, having done all the research, especially when it comes to your kids, we become an expert because we know what a large uh, beneficial, you know, spiral or upward spiral it will be if we are able to address our kids' behavior um, with something like removing additives uh, from their lives, what a beautiful uh, ripple effect that has on, the, on, on us as parents, on the whole family, on anyone who comes to visit, on any time we want to go out and have a babysitter. We don't have this like really challenging child. So it really has this huge ripple effect in our life. So let's just go straight in and let's talk about the three top harmful food additives that if someone was to ditch them straight away, then that would improve their health. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think the 
three that I would ditch straight away and that the three that concerned me the most when I started learning about them, so it's Trace now for anyone who's listening, um, is MSG was definitely the first one that I started looking at. And it was because Joe had been on the path for a little while now and she had um, was starting to talk to me about things and I was starting to open my my eyes and my mind to these things. At first I thought it was just completely crazy. Uh, I'm like, it's in the supermarket, Joe. Like, it's got to be fine. You know, mm. I just trusted the food industry. I had no other reason to not trust them. For my family, we didn't have behavioural challenges and we didn't have super sick children, but that doesn't mean they weren't getting affected and it doesn't mean that they are still safe to eat. So there are plenty of families that might be listening to this and thinking, well, I can give my kids red cordial. What's the problem? I don't understand. And this was me. This was exactly a comment I remember saying. And it actually had nothing to do with changing behaviour, but I found a, a note today actually as we record this podcast was that it was my why that I wrote years ago and I've just recently moved office spaces and I am um, within my home and I found this note and it actually says, I've got it sitting here on my desk, I want to keep my children, I want my children to be as safe as can be and part of me keeping them safe is feeding them the best food I can, free, underlined, free from as many chemicals as possible. So when Joe started talking about MSG to me, and this was years ago and my mind started opening up, that was the connection that I was making between my eldest daughter having headaches. And wow. so that was a huge one. But MSG can be named about 80 different things within your supermarket. Mm-hmm. So it is a difficult one to talk about because it can have a lot of different names and it can be incorporated into a lot of different ingredients and the food industry know how to hide it within your food. So mm-hmm. because, because they know that we've got we're, we've got our eyes peeled for right. M, for it being MSG or uh, monosodium glutamate. Like what that's what we're looking yeah. for. But what else can it be listed as while we're on the point of MSG? Most likely it will be listed as natural flavor. Mm. Um, it can be listed as um, flavor enhancer mm. or literally just the word flavor. So there's three flavors there if you see the word flavor on anything it could be i'm not saying it 100 will be but it could be msg it could also just if it says natural flavor it could still be msg so don't be duped by that either uh I just need to it pause could there because be- that even is blowing my mind because i didn't even know that msg could be natural flavor so like wow <laughs> this is <laughs> it, it's, yeah part of it could be a part of the chemical compound yeah. of that natural flavor. Mm. So it, the best way that I, I normally explain it to people is like you've got a perfume yep. and you know that a perfume would be made up of a heap of different scents yep. to create that perfume. Well, natural flavors is pretty similar. It's made up of a heap heap of chemical, like it could be natural products, but then, you know, made up of a heap of different things mm. in order to create that flavor. And so one of those ingredients could be some type of flavor enhancer in order to get the makeup of the natural flavor, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flavor or a yeah, raspberry flavor. Trying to mimic or, you know. something. But yes, so natural flavor could be in there. Yeast extract is a really good one that they use a lot that, can, again, has glutamates in it. Uh, so it might not be exactly MSG as you said before, monosodium glutamate, it could just be the glutamate part, which still excites our brain and it mm. still has that gut-brain link mm. and it still can be really um, have that detrimental effect to brain you know, function and it can make your brain go a bit haywire. So especially in younger children, but definitely in adults too, it definitely affects me. Mm. Uh, so yeast extract. And the other really popular one um, is hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Now, no. you read that. Yes. Wow. I love you guys. Vegetable protein. That sounds amazing. I'm going to eat this. This is great. Hydrolyzed vegetable protein. These are all highly processed ingredients that are in our food system. And that's another really popular one. But there's, like I said, there's probably another 70, 80 words that they will put on a packet um, over those few. They could just put the numbers too. Yes, they could just put 621 and there's Six, a, three, five. Yep, there's a couple of numbers there or they or they may own up and say msg like they might <laughs> like thank you for being transparent <laughs> uh, most likely not because everyone knows that it's wrong mm. although it is on packets if you go and look at 
and hopefully no one here is eating two-minute noodles, but if you are still <laughs> eating two-minute noodles uh, and you're listening to Dee, then <laughs> Um But go have a look at a packet and just let your mind explode because there's, I think, five versions of MSG in one tub of, yes, <laughs> five versions of MSG in one tub of two-minute noodles. And if you um, are buying barbecue chickens from the supermarket, because like me, you thought they were great on a Friday night and all you had to do was peel some potatoes and put some veggies with them, then you are also ingesting about five versions of MSG in your barbecue chicken. Okay. From the- okay, Gus, are you listening to this? We cannot buy a barbecue chicken anymore. <laughs> I, I, I love that you are schooling me right now. Like, I thought I knew my stuff. This is this – is- I love it so much. Um, okay, so that's so we got MSG, and that is that is a you know um, a criminal by many names uh, and many numbers. So what do we have next? We got MSG as the as the one that I would say would you say that is the most harmful one for sure? Uh, oh, it, it would vary on per each person. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't classify them like that. These would just be our top three if you yep. could look out. Yeah. Elaborate on what Tracy just said then. We all react differently. Mm. So for me, my top three, yes, MSG is crazy. It doesn't make me feel good. It leaves me bloated, twitchy legs. A lot of kids with growing pains actually have MSG um, pains, like they have leg pains, not growing pains. Mm. Uh, you know, there's so many different things, not yeah. brain fog, all the rest of it. But for, for me personally, I more looked at those additives that were more like, dead set behavioural issue type one. So Anato, which Tracy has just said, would be my top one to get rid of because of different reasons for different people, mm. um, different stages of life, etc. And, yeah, Anato is a natural... You thought MSG blew your mind? You wait till you hear about Anato. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anato is a natural food colour and it's in a lot of products that are marketed as being natural. And the reason that it's a natural food color is because it is from a tree. So it's from the Anato tree. So it's from a seed pod of a tree. Trees are natural. Class it as a natural food color. Right. And however, it is heavily linked to serious behavioral issues like extreme hyperactivity and no concentration. You know, those bouncing off walls but also terrible terrible headaches and migraines Mm. and head banging in children now i have seen a lot of little kid little babies two-year-olds sit on the floor and bang their heads on the floor or rock their head back and bang it on Mm. the wall behind them and yeah that can be heavily linked to anato so Mm. they have interviewed children who have been able to verbalize the way that it's making them feel and what they have said in studies is it's like something's crawled into my brain and i just have to get it out and the only way i can get it out is if i bang my head so unfortunately anato is on the front like it's in the ingredients sorry but on the front of the packet and on the marketing it'll quite often have no artificial food colors Mm. You know, and, and you think, oh, that's great. And I, we were eating anato multiple times a day because, again, I thought I was buying healthy food. So I was buying those packets that had no artificial colors. Yep. I, and I was, we were eating a breakfast cereal that had anato in it. Um, ice cream is uh, most ice creams have anato. Yep. So it's either anato or number 160B mm. and that's how it'll be listed in the ingredients listing. It'll either have the name or the number, sometimes both, rarely. It's also found in a lot of cheese uh, and a lot of yogurts marketed heavily marketed to children and on on the front of the packet it will say no artificial colors and yeah. they can legally say that because it isn't artificial. It yeah. is completely like Joe said natural but it's doesn't not all natural is great for us as we know and you mentioned ice creams i actually did an episode on this with my you know knowledge that i kind of just like you know i just dug into the research and i uh, sort of looked at a few things i went on the playful psychologist podcast which is a friend of mine's podcast and i talked about this but you know i actually you know when i was researching i was like anato well well, Magnum ice cream has anato in it, and that's almost iconic in Australia. So, you know, like even the ones that we think are the healthier versions of them, like you're saying, we still have to be savvy. We still have to look out for these, you know, numbers, these names um, that, you know, that they're coming under. Because, because uh, look, as sad as it is, I, 
at the end of the day, everything in your supermarket is there to make a profit. That mm-hmm. is, you know, everything that is on the shelf is a business in some way. And of the, the main driver of a business is to make money. And whether yeah. they're solving a problem that, you know, is, has, you know, as pure intentions as possible or not, at the end of the day, all they want is for you to keep consuming their food and keep paying for it. And what they will, you know, what, what they're sometimes not aware of is the kind of behavioral, psychological issues that can come of things that they're trying to put into their food to like, again, like we were saying, make it look taste, make it look a different color, make it tastier, make it whatever, whatever, whatever. So, you know, it is, it, we just, we do have to remember that when we're going through the aisles, if it's in a box, if it's in a packet, chances are it's going to have these other chemical compounds in there. I mean, for it to be in a packet in the first place, I'd say, you know, it needs some sort of like, you know, shelf life. So it's likely that it's going to have some kind of additive. Would you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if we revisit MSG as well, mm. a really good one to look out for is packets that say no added MSG. And they used to fool me as well because I'm like, oh, no added MSG. And they're like, hang on a minute, yeah, but there's no added. There must be something in there, but they just haven't added any extra. Yeah. And it's a brain says, oh, no MSG. And it skips the word added. And companies know this as well. Going back to Anato as well, what they might be using is the Anato leaf, mm-hmm. which is actually very different to the Anato seed. Fair enough. And they and our body reacts differently. So we have a protein powder and it has a natto in it and it freaked us all out when we first discovered that. Uh, but it's, they actually use the leaf. We don't, we emailed the company. And that's something for your audience. If you're not sure confusing. on something. Yeah, it is confusing. <laughs> but this is the thing. I wish it said a natto leaf because mm. then instead of just saying a natto as a blanket term, mm. because they are two different ingredients, um, like there's a different species almost of the plant, mm. except they're using the leaf or the tree or mm. uh, this. Sorry. And what protein powder is that? Uh, we use Nutri Organics, but we oh, will. Yes. Be, yeah. So, but it will say Anato and it will freak you out. And, but we have investigated it and we are confident that they're using, or they have told us that they are using the leaf, which is reacts very differently. Our bodies react very differently to mm. it than the seed you should just never be scared to contact a company and it's a really good idea especially when it does say natural flavors or flavors just email that company and ask how has that been made up how and nine times out of ten nine point nine times out of ten actually they will reply and say it's copyright we can't disclose those ingredients and i always reply and go well i actually really like to know what i'm eating so unfortunately i can't buy your product Mm. I would like for you to actually tell me what is going into my body. So, and sorry, you go. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask, I've done that before. I've, I've emailed a company and to be honest, I think this was probably off the back of your advice, maybe around a year ago. And they did come back with that same response. You know, it's patented information. We can't share that with you. Um, but so, so what would a, what would a, an email look like that we could trust? What, what kind of things would they say to us if oh. we didn't really know too much about this? Would they say something like, we're aware that this part of the Anato tree is, you know, creates hyperactivity, so we actually use this part? Is it, is it more the story that they, not the story, as in like, you know, they're lying to us, but the story that they're, t- that they're sharing with us, that they're aware of this? Yeah, well, Nutri yeah. Organics came back and, I mean, their email was a page long. Like, they yeah. fully explained what was yeah. going on. Yeah. And you've got to respect that. And like, I've had yeah. other companies reply with actually saying, yes, we've we've looked into that and it's um, vanilla. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Hey, great, mm. it's vanilla. I can buy vanilla. I use vanilla in my food all the time. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's and some companies will be great. And you will know those companies because they're, they're – they're probably the smaller um, artisan type company or the, the, you know, the company that have a great uh, history of sharing ingredients and being really open about their products. And, you know, they're probably those companies, not the huge, huge ones that are, you know, that don't care about our health, that don't actually have any care. And it's interesting because, you know, I'm also in the fitness industry and in the fitness industry, there are so many products that are just these like weird and wonderful colors and flavors, like a gummy pre-workout that's blue. It's like, oh oh Mm. my gosh, it stresses me out so much. I'm like, guys, how, how is that? I don't care what that says on the label. How is that natural? How does that yeah. powder become blue and taste like a gummy bear? Please tell me. So, you know, it's a, it, well, actually, it's a gummy bear. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and okay, so so let. Number, all right, number three. So number three would probably be the rest of the food color system. So we've got a natto, but that we, we we list that separately because it can has that whole different like an artificial food color will say artificial food colors and you will know it they'll be super bright and colorful and cheery and anato can be listed differently so we'll always like to separate those even though they're both food colors but your artificial food colors are coal um, um, petroleum derived and i don't know about anybody else but i'm not keen on eating petroleum derived products and literally have no nutritional value at all they're like you said before, they're only in our food to make it look more appealing so you will consume it more mm. or your children will be targeted with it and you're standing at the supermarket and they're throwing a hissy fit on the floor because you haven't bought them XYZ item because it's something that's right there in their face and they know how to do that to mums so <laughs> and dads and parents and grandparents and everybody really, let's face it. Um, so definitely food colours, artificial food colours, and there's so many ways to colour our food and we don't need to have the bright, amazing looking things. Don't get me wrong. I think they're all amazing looking too, but we don't actually need them and we can live without them and no one will die and the world will keep spinning if we don't encourage artificial food colours into our system. It's, it's a marketing thing and it's been marketed at us for never. 50, 60 years, and we've bought into it. We've bought into it. As parents, we've bought into it. As busy people, we've bought into it. And if you think about it, and we just said this in a webinar recently, over the last 50 to 60, maybe 70 years, the health of the world, the health of our population has declined. And what has increased within that time? It is the synthetic food that we are eating. And every way shape or form you can link food back to health in some in every way like food comes food is medicine and if we eat a really crappy synthetic diet our body will feel really crappy and synthetic and it won't function the way it should i actually heard really great advice years ago or something that i've always remembered is if you had a pet rabbit and you fed it lollipops and chips and chocolate and a heavily processed diet of rubbish, what would happen to that pet rabbit? And the child sort of was like, oh, I'd probably be really sick. It probably would die. (laughs) And like, all right, so if we feed it the things that it should eat, like fresh grass and lettuce and carrots and all the things that a, a rabbit should be eating, what would happen to that rabbit? And that one would be amazingly healthy. And, you know, we forget about this with our own body. We forget about this as humans. We just consume food because it's, right there in front of us i mean they deliver it to your door nowadays you know like it's right and we don't have to think about it and for 50 years they've told us as parents you're too busy to cook um you're back at work now you can't do that we've just we'll just make it for you here it is on a silver platter and we've all forgotten how to how to eat you know that supports our bodies in the best way there's also a lot of food that's just really addictive as Mm, well and so so You know, when you start on it, it's really hard to give up too. Like MSG is addictive and it's why MSG is heavily linked to obesity. And it's also why companies put it into their products because it makes people buy more of it because it's yummy and it's tasty and you can't give it up. Uh, It's like when you pop a box of... um, are they called Pringles? Yeah, yeah. Pringles. Yep. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly why is because of the MSG in there uh, and the texture as well. So, you know, when we're eating textural food that's easy to chew and swallow, especially for babies, it is all it's doing is making you fussier and fussier. And that's why more children these days are fussier than ever before because their palate hasn't grown with broccoli and different textures in their mouth. But it's also, they're also growing with, flavor enhancers so why would they want to eat a piece of broccoli like it's bland and it tastes weird and it's you know like it's not great so it's it's a real problem it's addictive and it's like sugar is addictive and it's really hard to give up yeah and and it you know food scientists they 
they look to create the bliss point, right? They look to create this, yeah, this perfect blend of their chemicals and their food, you know, particles or the ingredients that are in there to make it irresistible. Like when we say addictive, we mean physically addictive to your brain and to your body. Like your body actually craves that because it hijacks our brain and makes our brain think that we need it. And then obviously, like we're saying, the problem is, is that these, these foods that are kind of, you know, trying to trick our, you know, our bodies, either our body psychology or biochemistry that's going on in our body, whatever it is, it tries to like hook you using your just like your basic humanness and the things yeah. that we like, for example, like those pretty colors. Nobody needs a pretty colored plate of food, you know, necessarily if it's synthetic. Like, you know, yes, you can, you can put beautiful whole food in a way where it's, it's lovely and it's colorful. But it does, like, you know, and I, and I obviously always encourage people to sort of eat the rainbow. But I'm not talking Skittles. I'm talking real food. So it is, it is, um, it is bizarre that you know we look at the colors and we're like oh it's so colorful it looks so yummy um when what they're actually trying to do in a way is replicate nature so we just if we just make a basic and we just go back to nature like you know it's and i always say you know my message is not sexy it's not sexy to go back to basics you know it's not sexy to just go hey it's just whole food it's pretty easy it's pretty simple um but that is what it is, right? You know, it is, it is going back to whole foods. It is, it is looking for, for ways to go, you know what? Like, yes, cooking might take me an extra five minutes. But what is, if I, if I weigh up the pros and cons of my life on a whole and I look at five extra minutes in the kitchen of chopping up my own vegetables or making my own sauce in the Thermomix versus buying a sauce, what's, what's that? what's that uh, ripple effect for my child, you know, in an hour's time after they've consumed their meal and I'm trying to put them to bed, you know? And it's like, if we start thinking in that way, then we'll be able to make better choices and go, yeah, this might take me an extra five minutes, but in the long run, it's going to, it's going to pay back tenfold. It's kind of like, you know, pay the farmer, F-A-R-M-E-R, or pay big farmer. So it's like you either live a life where you're like this is really tasty and convenient and then eventually you're probably you know disease ridden and and relying on a medication to kind of keep your quality of life somewhat decent or you you put in those little extra bits and pieces which it's not that much more effort if you look at it on a big picture and you live such a better quality of life and you don't need to rely on on medications to to you know make your daily life enjoyable free of pain free of you know preventable psychological yeah. issues really it's, it's preventable whereas what kind of what we're saying not not in all situations but largely if you do have a diet that's high in these additives then it is preventable yeah, yeah. absolutely being proactive in our health is so important and we've all forgotten how half of us haven't been taught how no we we didn't we grow up being proactive up at way. all um but yeah, it's so important. The, the day I became proactive in my health, my whole life changed. And I've had thyroid issues, issues for the last 31 years. So 16 and first diagnosed with a thyroid problem. And in that 31 years, no one spoke to me about my lifestyle. What food did I eat? What did my day look like? What chemicals was I using on my body? No one. And only until recently in the last 18 months, I started seeing a holistic doctor uh, GP and he, one of his first he, my first appointment with him was for an hour which also is totally different to any other GP I've <laughs> and, uh, one of his first questions was talk to me about what you food you eat and what chemicals you use in your home and it wasn't just did I smoke did I drink like the standard tech questions that I've been asked a thousand times before it was what chemicals are you using in your home what do you clean your house with do you use fragrances are fragrances in your home and I was like, no, 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 because I'd lived out at free for seven years prior to seeing him. He was on my blood results. He said to me, you should be really sick. You should be pretty much probably bedridden and really, really sick. And I can't understand how you're sitting here in front of me. And then that's obviously when we spoke and he realized, well, it's because of the lifestyle that you live is the only reason you are functioning the way you do based on my blood results. So for that's like that's science and no one can deny that the way I live and my blood results are two very different 
like they're showing I should be a different person if I just lived an average Australian or average Western Mm. lifestyle with fragrances and foods and all the things on the plate um yeah he was really shocked it was it was I was like oh pat myself on the back a little bit yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that's that's a very interesting point because you know you you've made these conscious choices but obviously there's other things going on in your body but but I guess the kind of message is we're not saying that that going additive free is going to necessarily change a a genetic issue or no. it's you know there 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 is there is you know um, I guess there's more to it. There's always, there's always more to it. Yeah, but it's but it's about you know how can you 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 yourself take an audit of everything that you're doing in your life and make better decisions that yeah. like for you Trace you you were able to you're able to have this beautiful daily quality of life. Um, You know, you still have this kind of underlying issue going on. But see, this is great because there is a time for, you know, Western medicine. Maybe, you know, maybe that meant you went on thyroxine or something like that. And then there's a time for, which is should be every day, where you're conscious of these things and you're slowly making that transition to empower yourself and be your own, like, I I, I don't want to say your own doctor necessarily, but, you know, you're in charge of your own health. isn't it like another example is I um, had ultrasounds for bursitis so I didn't know I just had really sore pain in my shoulder and hip both on my right side uh, debilitating pain actually in my hip especially and I went in had the ultrasounds and the the guy actually that was doing the ultrasound on my hip was like hmm it's probably one of the worst cases of bursitis I've seen I'm like yippee you ain't me and uh, he was like this is really inflamed in two major areas of your hip joints and I'm like great and the First thing he said to me was, oh, that's all right. You just come back at your doctor. They'll do your script and you come back and we'll inject something through ultrasound and we'll inject it into the right areas and, you know, it'll be good. It must have been cortisone. I I just got it tuned out the second he said, we'll inject something. I didn't say anything. I just in my brain, I'm like, awesome, thanks. I'm going to go home and research this and look into things and talk to my, you know, awesome doctor that I now have found. And uh, anyway, the first thing that came up in any search term that I put in was inflammation. And I'm like, right, I can actually affect inflammation. I can choose what I eat and what I use in and on my body to affect how much inflammation is within my body. And so I started going gluten-free. And the day I did that, again, took back control. I have no need to go and have injections into my body and my bursitis, yes, it is still there, but it is so reduced that I barely notice it most days. And I was at a stage of it like being debilitating. So I controlled that. I did that. And I didn't need some stuff. And I'm not saying that's going to be the case for everybody, but it certainly was the case for me because, again, I chose to take the control and look and dive into my health myself. And mm. I think that's really important. There's a lot of supplementation that's really great as well. If you can yeah. see a holistic nutritionist, Tracy takes a lot of supplements and, yeah, it just manages to manage it, <laughs> manages yeah. to manage it naturally, <laughs> yeah. which is excellent. But we're not against medication. We're just, let's try this approach, you know, and see where we can go. And even if you are on medication, imagine if you could just reduce it somewhat or, you know, you don't yeah. have to go on a higher dosage. Often we're on medication and then it gets worse. So you up your dosage and then you're probably on another medication to counteract the side effects from that medication. Yeah. You know, so like if we can just reduce some of that, how amazing. Exactly, exactly. And I always say, and Trace, your, your story that you just shared is like a prime example of, you know, every day you're building your insurance, your health yeah. insurance, your personal health insurance because of the choices that you're making so that when something does happen, like you have bursitis, you don't notice it as much. You don't need as much medication. It's like, you know, every day, like life's going to happen. Shit's going to happen. You might injure yourself. You might need surgery. You might, whatever it might be, you might, um, you know, get food poisoning, whatever happens, you then have this increased resilience that you're creating in your body every single day by the choices that you make, and then that is your insurance so that if if shit does hit the fan, you can bounce back from that and, and get back to a, a happy, healthy, um, you know, daily life. 
and, and, yeah. qual and quality of life. Yeah. Absolutely. And you brought up as well, you know, different, um, you know, different like exposures and things like that. Even when you're talking about supplements, I was like thinking to myself, I wonder if there's additives in supplements, which I would Absolutely. assume that there would be. Yeah. Um, so we can go there if you want, if that is one of your top three harmful overall additives. But I also love the fact that, and I've seen your website, uh, I love the fact that you look a lot more at, you know, on a holistic level as well in terms of your whole lifestyle where you can actually reduce these um, additives uh, in either products that you're using or anything else that you come into contact with. And it's not just food. It, it, obviously, food is a, is a massive part of it. But we're also ingesting in many ways everything that we even put on our skin. So would you mind sharing with us your, what your top three most harmful, like overall additives would be? <laughs> That's huge. You go, on a, you, you go on a path, don't you? You start somewhere. And when you see improvements in anyone, yourself, those around you, it leads you on a path to something else and something else and it leads you down to then questioning things. We didn't start, obviously, where we are today. <laughs> we started with food, kind of worked that out and then was like, hmm, wonder what's in our cleaning products. What's <laughs> in my skincare? What's in the skincare? And you start questioning things. And, yeah, so I guess fragrance, artificial fragrance would be a top one for us. Mm -hmm. It's so toxic to your body that it's, just absolutely criminal mm. actually how toxic artificial fragrance yeah. is to a body endocrine disrupting hormone disruptors early puberty headaches migraines uh hay fever symptoms nasal drip sneezing it's oh, so toxic so to your health so any if there's any scented candles uh artificial airwick things going off <laughs> um, toilet pods anything that smells if it's not made with a hundred percent pure essential oil even half of 90 percent of those are toxic artificial fragrance mm. um you know it has to be 100 percent pure essential oils it's generally artificial fragrance and it should be one of the easiest things you can get out of the house and one of the quickest things you can get out of the house yeah yep, yep. um you can clean a home with bicarbon vinegar and castile soap you don't necessarily even yeah. need essential oils, but you can. They definitely are helpful and they smell amazing. But you you can clean a home with vinegar, white vinegar, bicarb, and castile soap. And I know some people might eye roll at that. And our mum was one of those people. But we have if we can convert our mother, um, we can convert anyone into cleaning their home <laughs> in a very natural way. She was your Domestos bleach queen. <laughs> And if we can teach her to clean without those products and she now just DIYs a few simple sprays and they work. And I promise you, you can have a very, very clean home. And clean became something different for both me and Joe. So clean used to be that smell of domestos and bleach. Mm. Now clean is actually none of that. It's, it is actually, yeah, your white vinegar and your bicarbonate means something totally different. Mm -hmm. Clean from fragrances. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I, I love it. I love that it's a DIY approach. It's you can get the same effect. And, you know, the domestos obviously is an emotional like link for you. Yeah. Like emotionally, yeah. you link that to clean home and, and childhood. So, you yeah. know, so you have that kind of like fond uh, association with that smell. But again, that, that's just all your brain. Like that's not saying that domestos is going to be a more effective cleaner than bicarbonate white vinegar because bicarbonate white vinegar does the same thing. Yes, right. You know, yep. and even when it comes to like things like mold, I talked about mold on the podcast, you know, in the past, you know, vinegar and clove oil is more effective at actually killing mold than bleach. Yes. Well, bleach doesn't even it kill doesn't. I'm yeah. getting tongue tied now. But yeah, it doesn't kill mold. It just bleaches it. That's right. Makes it makes it like white <laughs> or bright. Yeah. Oh, with your with white mold. With yeah, you just bleached mold. <laughs> and it, it's like, you know, it does my yeah. But this is what we have been taught, isn't it? And you only know what you know. Yeah, you absolutely. And once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. Oh. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, a lot of your listeners are on the right path because they listen to you. So it's excellent. So but now haven't... it's the job of the listener yeah. to share their information with somebody yeah. because it takes a village, it takes a snowball, and that is exactly what is happening. There's more people educated today than there was nine years ago when we started that yeah. is for sure mm. and it's because people are speaking up and they're 
over it. They're over being sick and they're ready to make a change. And it's excellent. So fragrances would definitely be one. They can be disguised under a few other names as well. Phthalates is one of them. Um, But you'll mostly see fragrances written on perfume. And you can generally smell it. So I think we all know what a fragrance might smell like. Uh, My Yeah, anyway, we won't have to dive down there. But my (laughs) adult children, and there's definitely... Definitely a few too many fragrances happening in some of their bedrooms and I make them shut their bedroom door. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's and that's something else really, really important that I want to share too is please don't try to aim for perfection because mm. it will never, ever happen. If you leave your home ever, you are going to <laughs> fail if you are aiming for perfection. Mm. You can walk, you can't even go to the supermarket and then aim for perfection. You have walked through fragrances, you've bypassed someone else, you know, you've, you've hit things you've touched things you've contacted things and that you can't control any of that but what you can control is what is inside your home and your car and the space that you live in and that is super powerful and the more people that do that the better the world will be yeah and sometimes you can't control it because you have adult children and sometimes you have to let it go as well um but stresses stress puts as much toxic load on your body as what an artificial fragrance would so you've got to pick your battles yes and not stress out about it everything as well still yell at them even though they're 19 (laughs) Um, great point great point (laughs) (laughs) so the other one that i would be that probably for me would be um it goes back to food though so we've done fragrance would be your look out for your um, glyphosates and this again is in your food you're eating but it's also in your chemicals that you might be using in your garden outside your home um, is another really big one. So our food system is heavily sprayed with glyphosates. Um, so you're thinking Roundup for those that aren't aware. And, you know, I had a conversation with Dad one day a couple of years ago and he was like, oh, I'm just going to spray a little bit down there on the waterfront. Now, they live right on the water in the Derwent River in Hobart. And I'm like, Dad, what does a little bit look like? And he's like, oh, well, I just put a little bit on these weeds over here. I'm like, so if everyone along the Derwent River in Hobart, thousands and thousands and thousands of homes go, let's put a little bit over here, just have a little bit. What do you think actually that means? It's actually a lot. I said, Mm. don't be so lazy. Go down there and pick them out or use some white vinegar or boil the kettle and go and pour boiling hot water on them. That will kill them. Yeah. Or is, this, could... is this trying to kill pesticides? Like this is a pesticide, yeah. right? Glyphosate is a pesticide. Glyphosate. And, and, and yeah. also uh, pesticides and herbicides are what we're trying to avoid when choosing organic foods. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just to make that organic. connection. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Now organic food can be very expensive and, and it's not even an option for us at times. So yep. again, this is not aiming for perfection, but if there is a chance to grow any vegetables at home, uh, to, to choose an organic option and sometimes they're on sale and they're actually cheaper yep. um, so look for them have a look around there's heaps in the supermarket I have a real battle personally of Australian versus organic and because I love to support Australian but there are times when I'm like I've actually got to support my health mm. and so I have to choose the organic I'm really sorry mm-hmm. um I do have that mental struggle, so I know others will as well. What would, but, what, would make, what would be the criteria where you would choose one over the other as an example just while we're on that? If I can choose organic, I do. Um, I, to, as hard as that is Probably for me. Probably for fruit and veggies, really. Definitely for fruit and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. And because we live on the island state of Tasmania, everything that comes from the mainland, because we don't have fruit fly, um, is heavily, heavily sprayed. Mm. So every item that comes into Tasmania is heavily, heavily sprayed unless it is organic. And so it, even if it's grown, yeah, everything, everything that comes in mm. unless it's organic. So for us, especially in Tassie, it's even harder to get spray-free food um, because it's sprayed when it hits our border mm. like of Tassie. So it's really hard in Tassie. Um but yeah, that would probably be another one that I would really look out for. And it's it's in a lot of outside outdoor products, especially if you're a gardener, but it is in a lot of any wheat-based products, any wheat-based products that you're purchasing that isn't organic will have been sprayed with glyphosates during the growing process and then during the harvesting process. And it's 
a full cancer causing ingredient. Mm. And, and, and we know that because of all of the, uh, the money that Monsanto has had to pay back to people yeah. after they've come and said, hey, I've gotten this issue and I've lived really close to, you know, major farms that you've yeah. been spraying all this stuff and it's been linked to um, different cancers. So, yeah. um, so, so we know that now that's, that's been established. What's your, what's your third top harmful overall additive, would you say? Not being food. Yeah, not being food. Um, fragrance, glasses, probably, probably the phthalates that you were talking about before. Yeah. Mm. They're in a lot of body care. Yeah, the SLES. Um, like, yeah, yeah, sodium lauryl sulfite that creates bubbles. That's in a lot of like bubble bath, dishwashing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, skincare and body care is really hard because the names are often huge mm. and none of us, like, I don't even understand it or know how to pronounce half of it. Yep. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you will see fragrances um, listed on, on pretty much every body product if you're purchasing at a major department store. Uh, and yeah, I think probably preservatives within a lot of that stuff too. And it will often say preservative and then have a name after it. Mm. On body care and skincare, I have got an idea. I'm just going to broaden this and yeah. probably say deodorants. And if you can move to a natural deodorant, like do that straight away. No pong now is being sold in the supermarket, which is just I so love great. Yeah, and I do hope they, I do hope they bring other brands in because I do feel sorry for the other brands that are doing the right thing and now like you know black, black chicken and but there's heaps of heaps actually out there now. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of natural deodorants that work really well. And if you can stop using the anything else, pretty much, <laughs> your body will thank you for it. And I think with the amount of breast cancers and, uh, you know, cancers on the rise, we have to be looking at like what we are spraying on our lymph nodes right under our arms. For sure, for sure. Like, you know, just so people are aware, we've got these major glands right underneath our armpits. And when we're spraying chemicals, the first place those chemicals are going, especially if it's aluminium, which is yeah. in like your like typical, um, you know, Lynx, Rexona, Dove sprays, that they're, they're usually full of aluminium and they're going straight to our lymph glands. And they're collecting there in the place where we're meant to be Women to be, your body collects chemicals and puts it there so that we can get it out of our body. And so you're actually like overloading those places. And so this is putting a strain on detoxification. And as well, if you're exposed to things like endocrine disrupting chemicals, you know, my listeners know that I talk so much about hormones and health and our hormones are impacted by different um, endocrine disrupting chemicals too. So you've really just got this like crazy storm of of toxicity and and toxicity again can lead to inflammation so if you already have something like bursitis or some kind of injury and then you're adding even more inflammation in, in the form of chemicals especially environmental chemicals then you're going to get sick eventually and so we're just trying to prevent you from that situation really and and protect you and protect your family especially if you've got young kids because their little bodies you know they're growing and they're developing and uh, it's actually mind-blowing to me how many more chemicals are in baby foods and kids' foods and even kids' foods on menus than there is in adult foods? And I'm like, these are the people we have to protect the most. They're, they're, growing, they're growing constantly. Like, it's really, it's really wild. Um, I am conscious of time. I wanted to quickly just uh, have a quick shout out to Mona from Sydney, who really was so keen that you guys were coming on the podcast. And my question from the community came from her and she just wanted to know all about food additives and preservatives. So there you go, Mona. There is an entire episode uh, for you. Um, and I just wanted to reiterate, you know, that these, these additives that are, you know, not only in our food, but in our life, they might be safe if they're looked in isolation in you know, a, uh, an amount that uh, is actually like a minimal amount, which which food companies are encouraged to use. However, the reality of the situation is that there are multiple chemicals, there are multiple additives in all of our foods, and there is no studies on these high levels that can accumulate in our bodies. So that's kind of where we're coming from um, with yeah. this episode. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. What they actually do in the foods that I have seen recently is the food standards said, oh, the last time we reviewed this, I've read this within their website, the last time we reviewed this was back in, let's say, 1970 or somewhere oh back gosh. there. 
Yeah. And um, and now we're actually going to change the standards because so rather than change the food industry, oh, we'll just change the standards, and that means that everyone can still do keep doing what they're doing and keep making it worse. So rather than go, oh, hang on, like maybe we should lower, like better the standards and make them actually harder to consume this type of food. They just they just flop it around and fix it up and jig it around and do the right, you know, do their thing. And then the companies just keep doing whatever they want to do. Like it'll be good money for them. Yeah. And, and there's no one regulating this. There's no, one, there's no one actually stopping them from doing that. That's the whole point, right? That's the issue. Well, yeah. I mean, there is the Food Standards Australia New Zealand, yeah. but they just, that's, they, just change, they just change it to suit the food industry. Like they don't, I mean, there's studies done overseas and they just ignore them. They, and that's literally written on their website. Basically, yes, we looked at that study and we didn't pay much attention to it. They don't word it exactly like that. But, mm. And we're like, yeah, cool, that's done over there, but we're not going to worry about it here in Australia. Yeah. So, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to just cap this off by saying, like, I know we have covered a lot and I <laughs> feel like this could freak a lot of people out, but just start somewhere. Like if it's deodorant, just start there and then go on to something else and then something else. This doesn't have to be all done overnight. And also... I just, one of our favorite sayings is hashtag don't stress it because this weekend we're going out for dinner. I'm not going to worry if my, I mean, my kids generally don't have chicken nuggets and chips, but if they want to order a pizza, generally they get a pizza. I know that it's going to have nitrate bacon, probably packet cheese. God knows what's in the tomato sauce. I can't stress those moments. Like I feel like you still need to live. And you need to still have a good time on this earth and you can't be stressed out about everything. So just take it slow, pick your battles and then just, you know, go from there, do the best you can. And that's why I'm so grateful to have both of you on the podcast because you also provide these courses. So you actually say, hey, we get it. We know this is overwhelming. You might freak out, but here, let's walk you through. So if people really resonate with you, they love what you're about, they love your mission on this earth to help families, where can they actually find you? Yeah, so they can head, we're at Adobe Free Lifestyle everywhere. So um, Instagram, as you mentioned, Facebook, at Adobe Free Lifestyle. Our website is Adobe Free Lifestyle. So any of those platforms, you will find us. Amazing, amazing. And any, any courses that are like your 101 start here? Yeah, we have Adity Free Made Easy uh, and that comes on sale a few times a year. So we run that um, just that's, you know, a couple of times a year. So you can go on a wait list if it's not off, like on sale right now uh, and we, you'll get notified like when it comes on sale. But that's definitely our signature program, Adity Free Made Easy. And that's a four-week program that we take you through, like you just said, a step-by-step of how to do it. And it's also um, dives deep into each of those additives that we've spoken about, but also a whole lot more. Mm. Um, And it's where you then can leave that four weeks and go, okay, I've learned all this information. I can go to the supermarket and navigate. And the thing, I know that there are some other um, food bloggers and people out there that share, and we share them too, simple swaps. Mm. And we love sharing our simple swaps on our Instagram and Facebook accounts but we are also very, very mindful that ingredients change very quickly. And one day you might walk in and literally they've reordered and restocked their shelves and that next lot of order has come in and it's a whole different ingredients list on that box. Yep. So you have to know what to watch. You can't just trust that a swap that we have shared or someone else might have shared is is going to be current forever because it isn't. And, and that actually goes both ways yeah. because we've shared things that we thought were really bad and then all of a sudden they're actually okay and then vice versa we've shared things that were okay and then all of a sudden they're actually not um so that's where it's you've got to understand it you've got to know how to read the ingredients yourself that's right that's right so i love that i love that they can go somewhere if they're feeling overwhelmed and confused if you know anybody who either themselves is experiencing any of these issues or they have children with behavioral issues hyperactivity um they're finding it hard to concentrate you suspect they maybe might have something along the lines of adhd they're experiencing you know extreme headaches sensitivity to chemicals even sensitivity to smells anything like that please share this episode because you but by you sharing this episode, you don't become the, you know, the 
boring one in your group of friends or your family like you know what I mean share it with them so they're on board so they understand where you're coming from so you don't feel so alone because when you have the tribe and you draw that community to you it makes it so much easier like I know when I hang out with my friends and we're all like-minded I know I can Billy can go to their house and she's not going to be she's not going to come back rattled out of her brain because she's had red frogs and there's like juice and you know like I know that she'll come back and I can trust that community I can trust that family I can trust that friend so bring in your community pull in that, that community by sharing this episode thank you so much for coming on the what a mouthful podcast and I cannot wait to see in our Facebook group, the What a Mouthful podcast Facebook group, everything we talk about because I know that this is going to spark a lot of conversation. Thank you so much for the work that you do in this world, ladies. I know you're helping so many families. You helped me because that's where my, my sort of journey began going, hmm, additives, there's really something to this. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're welcome. So good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. If anything in this episode sparked a question for you, please reach out to me on Instagram at dzabara. You're a legend and legends leave five-star reviews. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on What a Mouthful.